do you think you're a trading hotshot? Well, you're not if you're trading these cold sectors on the Aussie market. Which sectors, you ask? Download my free hot or not special report from tradinggame.com.au forward slash hot or not to find out. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. Now on with the show. Hi, I'm Louise Bedford, the host of the Talking Trading podcast. Each week I bring you expert trading tactics so that you can excel in the markets. I love bringing you interviews and market wraps as well as solo episodes so that you can keep up your motivation and continue trading with skill and clarity. Some people seem to be born with the Midas touch. They have the right attitude towards risk and the right personality. But what if that person isn't you, though? In this episode, I'm going to help explore what if you don't feel like you're a natural trader. You see, understanding some of the latest science can point you in the right direction and help you feel more satisfied that you can trade effectively. This is all about how to handle your inherent fixed qualities that impact your trading. So let's have a look at some of the fixed qualities that you might be facing and we'll talk about whether these can have an impact on your trading results based on the latest research. So there's a lot of research being done in the area of behavioral finance and of course that's the area that I specialize in. So as a best-selling author with five books on the stock market, I love finding out what makes my traders tick. So keeping up with that research I feel is essential so that I can distill the lessons and bring you that research on this show. So we're going to explore things that you can't change about yourself. So you can't change your age, you can't have a lot of influence over your gender, you can't even really tell me that you can change your spouse if they're not wanting to support you. You don't have a lot of control over your personality either. So wouldn't it be great to know whether these aspects were a screaming impediment to your trading success? I want you to prove to yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt that whatever your inherent traits, that you'll be able to make money in the markets. And I also want to talk about in this area some aspects that aren't really under your personal control, but that you can change your view towards. Because a lot of what we do is actually just shifting our views so that we can perceive things differently. So let's kick off with personality. Now, does personality make a difference about whether you're going to make money as a trader? Now, psychologists love to talk about the big five. These are five different personality traits. So here they are. The first one's openness to experience, then conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So these are the areas that researchers look at to see whether people with particular traits 
in terms of personality make more money. Now here is what the researchers come up with. For traders with a more impulsive personality, they are more subject to entering trades on rumor and opinion and hearsay. And if you are more impulsive, then you might even fall in love with the stock. I'm putting up my hand here so that you're so blinded to the true behavior of that share that you don't even notice that it's dropping. And if you're overly analytical, you might miss a trading signal because all of those traffic lights on your drive into state weren't green before you left your house. So really, we need to work on our strengths and either working on your weaknesses or ignoring them. I know it doesn't sound like much fun, but I'm guessing that neither are certain elements of your day job either. Your profitability will increase in direct proportion as your desire to learn about yourself as well as the market. Trading utopia is unfortunately at the end of the road known as hard work, no matter what your personality. So I can point to examples with every single type of personality having been a total success in the markets. So if you're using personality as an excuse and you're thinking, well, because I'm neurotic, I can't make money, you need to take that out of your vocabulary and thought pattern. What about your profession? Does this have an influence on your trading success? Look, I know it is tempting to feel that if you've been successful in one area of your life, that that should spell automatic success in the share market. Unfortunately, this just does not happen. In some ways, that's a great thing, though, because there are very few similarities between the backgrounds of great traders. Some terrific traders used to be garbage collectors and others doctors. Your past profession has very little to do with your future as a trader. There's a psychological phenomenon and it's called the halo effect. This effect is responsible for an oversimplification of events in the world. And in order for your psyche to have an easier time getting through life, what you think is that if you've developed skill and knowledge in one area, that this should radiate to a totally unrelated area. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way at all. You have no shortcut here. If you have come from an academic background, for example, then you're going to have to unlearn some of the things that have led to complex answers and approach the market in a simple way. If perhaps you're coming from a factory background, then there is no reason to think that you cannot be focused enough to generate money out of the markets. So what about IQ? If you have a really high or a really low IQ, then what do the research papers say? Now, what they found with the research is that they really only tested people in that middle of the line or very intelligent. They didn't go down that lower end of the spectrum with IQ. But I can tell you that the research says that some of the dumbest people make the greatest traders because they follow their trading rules without question. In Market Wizards, Tom Baldwin said, the smarter you are, the dumber you are. The more you know, 
the worse it is for you. And that is probably true. There are probably very few rocket science type traders in the world. I think William Eckhart, who is a brilliant trader, is an exception. He comes from an academic mathematical background. But even if you look at his method, it's just it's because it's such a robust method. It's not that complicated. So IQ does not have a significant impact on your trading. How about age? Does this make a difference? One of the great parts about starting to trade while you've got relative youth on your side is that often you won't mind as much if you're wrong. It seems that the older we get, we become more intent on maintaining appearances. And in the market, that impulse to be always right can be incredibly damaging to your bank account. And if you're on the other side of the equation and you're concerned about your advancing age, just know that the research says that if you have a specific trading strategy or plan that you're following, this is more important than your chronological age. How about gender? Now, this is a huge area, but is it a determinant for trading success? You know, up until the 1980s, Everybody thought the brains of men and women operated in pretty much the same way. They thought that any differences between the genders could be accounted for through the effect of social conditioning. But look, you probably know that technological advances have produced scanning techniques and there are significant physiological differences between the male and the female brain. And those differences are present from the time we are born. It's so important to know how this can enhance or detract from your performance as a trader. And look, if you're planning to take offense to something in this part of the podcast, don't blame me. Blame the improvements in the technology. Just because men and women are different, it doesn't mean that one is superior to the other. But what about different genders' reactions to stress? Well, look, we know that under pressure, women generally eat chocolate and go shopping. <laughs> women react emotionally using theatrical body language and dramatic speech patterns and this actually helps allow the physiological signs of stress to dissipate and maybe as well that partially explains why statistically women outlive men. Usually when women are upset we talk about our problems. Sharing is a sign of trust and if you're dealing with a distressed woman just listen to validate their feelings you are showing that you can be trusted with her thoughts. Offering solutions, it's just not necessary or productive. When feeling stressed, men often drink alcohol and invade other countries. They react aggressively. They're more likely to lash out. They need to find socially acceptable ways to disperse their anxiety levels so that negative emotions really aren't going to spring up and appear at a later date, sometimes even disguised as a heart attack. So if you're the spouse of a male trader, remember that men don't like unsolicited advice. They need to feel that their spouse has the confidence in them to sort out their own problems. 
Let's have a look at the differences with hormones and testosterone. Professor James Dabbs of Georgia State University measured testosterone levels across a variety of males in different fields, and he found that superior achievers in any endeavor had higher testosterone levels than lower achievers. And that thrill of achievement actually causes more testosterone to be produced. There's also a correlation between height and testosterone and signs of aggression. So based on these findings, high achieving males in the trading field presumably have heightened testosterone levels. However, to maintain terrific results, high achievers probably need to find a way to dissipate their testosterone. It's really difficult to punch the living heck out of the share market. So you'll need to find another method of alleviating your aggression levels. Physical exercise is a great alternative. Taking revenge on your computer screen is not. How about the need to be right? Men especially like to be right. They often consider themselves a failure when they're wrong and they consider it to be a sign that they haven't been able to do their job properly. In extreme situations, you might even hear a male trader say that the market is wrong. I can tell you, the market is never wrong. Your interpretation of the market dynamics is the only logical explanation as to why you've lost money. You just have to get over it. Hormone levels as well as physiological differences between the genders can make it seem like men and women are from different planets. You know, when a man's brain is in a resting state, 70% of its activity shuts down. So continual brain stimulation is very uncomfortable for a man. It implies that men can mentally index their problems and put them on hold. So to obtain peak effectiveness, guys, you do need time to switch off. You need to take a break from watching the screen time after time after time. You need to give your brain a chance to shut down and you'll be much more effective in the markets if you do. Now, in a relaxed state, in contrast, a female's brain still functions at 90% of its usual activity level. And this shows that women are more likely to be processing information continually. I think for myself anyway, I sometimes have trouble putting my problems on hold. And I like to talk through a situation before I find a solution. So you might find that if you are married to a female trader, well, you're going to have to hear all about her day, all about the markets, and then she'll find her own solutions. Men often consider the share market to be a battlefield and there can be only one winner. Sometimes they'll even seek revenge against a share. And women can sometimes develop higher degrees of loyalty to a share that has previously been profitable. Neither approach is effective. Become aware of your own psychology and you'll increase your profitability. The other area that the genders have differences in is confidence in decisions. 
Using the account data for over 35,000 households from a large US discount brokerage firm, Brad Barber and Terence O'Dean analysed the common stock investments of men and women. So this was between 91 and 97. Men traded 45% more, but earned 1.4% per annum less in comparison to females. These differences are even more pronounced between single men and single women. Single men traded 67% more than single women, but they earned 2.3% per annum less. The researchers attribute these results primarily to the negative effects of overconfidence and overtrading. Barber and Odin's studies show that the more a portfolio is turned over each year, the worse its ultimate performance. So when a portfolio is turned over more than 200% a year, the average annual net return trails the market by 10.3%. In a study of 78,000 households, women turned over their portfolios about 53% annually and men turned over their portfolios 77% annually. The research also suggests that when feedback is unequivocal and immediately available, women are just as confident in their own abilities as men. It was found that when feedback is absent or ambiguous, women seem to have a lower opinion of their own abilities and they often underestimate their share market performance relative to men. Feedback in the stock market is ambiguous. And that could be why women are feeling more inclined to wait for the perfect setup condition before investing. But ironically, this could account for their more moderate trading levels, however, their higher level of success. So let's look at spouses. What if you don't have a supportive spouse? Does that make a difference? You see, we so often seek validation from our spouse. We look for external validation and we don't realize how much pressure we place on the person that we've chosen to be with. I just want to tell you that your spouse doesn't have to support you for you to be successful. In fact, if you take the pressure off them and you allow their curiosity to flourish instead of bludgeoning them into oblivion about trading in the markets, you are more likely to get them on side. That need for external validation drives us to make the most stupid decisions. You buy a car that you don't need for external validation. We set ourselves up for failure when we don't internally validate our own decisions. When you're looking to be validated by others, you're living according to their values and not yours. You're creating a life that may not be as valuable to you. So many new traders are in a permanent underdog status with their family and friends. They hide the fact that they're a trader like it's a dirty little secret. They cover it up and they pretend that they don't want more out of life. It can cause a lot of problems with self-esteem. Look, a dream is the most fragile when it's first birthed. So be careful who you share your aspirations with, but 
you may be living with people who are wondering what the heck you're up to and why you're pushing down the screen of your laptop when they approach to hide your charts. Then if that's the case, it's probably time for a frank discussion. Your spouse's brain will construct a reality if you don't inform them about what you're up to and that reality, it won't be your reality. They're going to picture drug deals, a secret lover, a cartel involvement if you don't fess up. Include your spouse for the love of trading. Include them. Make them a part of your new future. A future where trading can deliver an unparalleled lifestyle. Put them in the picture with you. Tell them how they can support you so that you can get this thing kicked in the guts. If you don't include them, they'll find ways to sabotage you, subtly or not so subtly. It will stop you cold and it will murder your dreams. So if they're not behind you, what then? Recognize that you don't have them on board and stop chatting about the markets. Tell them that you understand that they're not keen and satisfy their security needs by telling them that if you lose a certain percentage of your money, then you'll stop entering new trades and you'll seek a higher authority to help you. Put their mind at ease. They're probably freaking scared. If you badger them, by going into intricate detail about charts and trading when they're not interested, this will become a roadblock in your relationship. So just shut up. Find people who will support you in your life. Don't let it make you crazy. Prove to your spouse that you're willing to take this seriously. And over time, they're likely to accept this part of your world as well. You see, the share market is an equal opportunity employer. You'll be rewarded in direct proportion to the effort that you expend and the skills you develop. So stop blaming your age, your personality, your gender, your IQ, or even your spouse. You and you alone are in control of your trading results. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Talking Trading. It's so often that I think about you and how you're trading and what you're feeling so that I can bring you the absolute best information to meet you where you're at. Now, one thing I would love you to do so that I can keep the energy up to keep bringing you these fantastic episodes, I would love it if you could give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser. Now, podchaser.com, you'll find us under Talking Trading. I'm just going to read one out that I got that I read before I recorded this particular episode. It did give me a beautiful shot of energy. It's by Doss and D. Louise is simply the best in the business. Everything I've learned about the markets is through her and I always listen to her advice. This podcast is awesome and no matter where you are on your trading journey, you will find this extremely useful to your success. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you so much, Dawson D. That is beautiful. You have totally touched my heart. I love bringing you these episodes. It fills me with joy. And when I hear feedback like that, it gives me a shot of energy. So go forth into your trading week. Think objectively. 
Think about the person on the other side of that trading deal so that you can think about the pros and cons, whether you should actually be purchasing or selling that particular trade and happy trading. Most traders act like a little kid in the markets. They don't know that a great trading plan is their secret weapon. Isn't it time you grew the f up? Register on tradinggame.com.au and grab our free trading plan template. It's a sign of being a mature trader.